Hello to any and everyone who may be listening to this podcast. My name is Dustin Oliver. This is American Youth. Um, so I have some explaining to do, and I'm going to do said explaining. Uh, after I say hello, it is good to be back. I haven't recorded or posted anything on the podcast for a while. I do have a pretty good excuse for that, and I hope that the excuse is accepted. Uh, I'm sorry to anybody who was really invested in um, what was being said before. Uh, hopefully everything stays the same. So I want to explain kind of what happened and why I've been out for a while. So the last time I posted anything was mid-June, was for Pride Month. I had this thing, a couple of ideas planned for Pride Month, and um, I kind of had to put everything on pause because I broke my arm in the stupidest way possible, and I'm going to explain why, or I'm going to explain how that happened, but I broke my arm and basically wasn't able to do anything that involves podcasting. And when I say that, I mean I wasn't able to drive to interview anyone. I wasn't able to lift any equipment to interview anyone. I wasn't able to use my hand to interview anyone. And I was pretty heavily medicated at the time, so I wasn't really in the best state of mind. Also, my fucking arm really hurt really bad, so I didn't want to. (laughs) Um, But no, so I uh, have been out for a couple of months. I've finally got to a place in the past couple of weeks to where I've been able to record again and where I've been able to talk to people and network with people and kind of get back into the groove of what I was doing before. Uh, But I do want to explain how it happened. So it's the stupidest thing ever, and I've literally explained this story a million times, but this is going to be the million-one-th time and hopefully the last time that I have to explain it. So basically, I was with some friends, and we were hanging out, and we went to this park, and there was no one there. And it was just the three of us, and we're like, oh, just hanging around on this park. And um, so I get on this swing... And I start swinging on the swing. You know, we're just hanging out. And I get this idea in my head of, I'm like, oh my God, when I was younger, I used to be able to do a backflip out of the swing and like land on my feet. So I don't know if anyone knows this or is familiar with what I'm talking about, but basically like you like swinging and you get really high and you like pull up a little bit on the swing so you can like get enough momentum to like get, do, put yourself into a backflip and then you land on your feet. And I remember when I was younger, when I say younger, I mean like, literally seven or eight years old I used to do this a lot with some friends and we would be like oh my god that was a good one blah blah blah. we used to do it all the time I don't know why as a 25 year old adult I thought that that was something that I was going to be able to do but I guess that because I hadn't been in a park for so long and because I just was feeling I don't know talented that day or something I was like I can do it I'm going to be able to so I try and I end up like blacking out midair and like everything just kind of goes black and then I land on my elbow and from then I guess the momentum caught on my elbow and snapped uh my arm my upper part of my arm which is the humerus I've learned uh since several doctor's appointments and I broke the humerus bone in half they had to go back in a week later and do a surgery to put a plate in and pens to put the bone back together so that it would heal kind of as one bone So it's been quite the experience. I am terrified of like surgery and like serious like medications, like anesthesia and stuff like that. I've just, I've seen too many TV shows about people like having weird experiences on anesthesia, like being able to hear and remember everything. And if you have one of those experiences, please email me at AmericanYouthPodcast at gmail.com because I want to hear them. But I did not have that experience. So I don't want to put that in anyone's head if you're going into a surgery fairly recently. But nevertheless, I haven't been able to post anything uh, or interview anyone. So I've kind of been in the dark for a while. And also, oh gosh, I've been talking all day today. I don't want to talk anymore, which is the, the only time you'll ever hear me say that. Um, also, I started school back since I've been gone. So I am now in school full time and I'm working full time. So it's really, really difficult to kind of plan around other people's schedules and my schedule and kind of get the time to really like knit everything in the bud and put an episode of the podcast together. So it's really difficult. So I don't know that I'll be posting as frequently as I was posting before, but I do have a lot of people that I've been talking to and I have a lot of exciting things that I've been working with in the future. And I'm meeting a bunch of really cool people and it's like really awesome that the podcast has afforded me the opportunity to do that. Um, Cause that's what I wanted to do in the first place. 
Anyhow, I've told the story about me breaking my arm. I've told the story, the pity party about me not being able to do interviews. Um, okay, so I guess we can just go right into it. That's where I've been. I'm sorry that I left. I'm back now. Uh, surprise, bitch. Bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. Anyway, so today I'm talking to Leah Borso. She's a dancer. She's somebody that I was put into contact with through The Huntress, which The Huntress is a new uh, website that is going to be put together that is basically looking into like Atlanta's talent and, and you know some cool things that are going on in Atlanta some like artists some dancers a bunch of cool different projects they're working on a bunch of things um, and they asked me to be a part of it and I said of course I'll be a part of it I think it's a really cool cause so we actually met through um, the Huntress uh, which I'll talk more about like in future episodes um, but we met through that and we kind of sat down and talked and I went to her place and set everything up and she was gracious enough to help me because I still am restricted to like lifting five pounds with my right arm. I'm not supposed to lift any heavier than that. So it's been really hard to do a couple of things. I almost just said a really, really dirty joke, but I'm not going to do that. Um, anyway, so this is my interview with Leah. First off, I want to say Leah was so, so gracious. Like she was like, come to my place. This is the perfect time, blah, blah, blah. She helped me like park she helped me carry like the equipment that I needed up to her place she was so nice and I just want to give a shout out to Leah because if you're thinking of working with her or like doing anything with her she's like she's she's fun and she's like five foot two of like energy and fun so it was really really cool to meet her anyway this is my interview with her and we talk a lot about professional dancing um, she's a professional dancer we talk about kind of a lot of influences that she had. We talk about her living in Israel. Uh, it, we talk about a bunch of things. It's really cool. Anyway, I'm going to shut up and just play the interview. So this is my full conversation and interview with Leah Borso on American Youth. I can't describe it. I'll show you afterwards. Joanne the scammer? Yeah. Was she a scammer? That was like the whole thing. Okay. I'll have to show you afterwards. Uh, apparently. Because it's, it's really funny, actually. I live in a bubble of dance and joy, so I don't know. What a beautiful bubble. What else is going on in the world? <laughs> I want to um, I wanna be a part of that bubble. Please, come um, in. So, hey, Leah. Hey. Um, you're a professional dancer. It's true. It's The rumors are trumors. Ta-da. Um, so, and I was like looking through a couple of your stuff, um, or not your stuff of like your dancing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I seem like you have like a lot of like Latin influence and stuff like that. Yeah. But before we get into any of that, and you said you, you work at your studio, do you own the studio or? Not yet. Dot, not dot, yet. dot. The dream is to have a brick and mortar studio one day. I have a home studio mm-hmm. and I rent out of a lot of existing studio space, but, um, I'm just dancing and yeah. teaching every day all the time all that's the time. you that's crazy um so i want to go back before let's like quentin tarantino this and let's go back to i like your hand motions Thank let's you. go back to um the beginning the beginning so i also saw that um you kind of started dancing when you were in third grade or you knew yeah. like what you wanted to do first of all i'm very impressed that you know that so that's of course that's great i also stalked you i good good <laughs> i feel very important it's true i i did what I think a lot of little kids do, their, or their parents, I should say, they put them in dance classes. It's just a thing. I hope that more parents put more kids into dance classes. And it stuck. I liked the discipline of it. I was doing ballet mostly. And, you know, like, it's for fun when you're young, but I really liked it. And I remember in third grade literally looking at my mom and saying, I'm just going to do this. And I just stuck with it. And that became what I did every day after school. And it became... I had to get good grades in order to keep doing it. And um, I did ballet very intensively all throughout high school. I trained with the Atlanta Ballet in their pre-professional program. And uh, I started getting introduced to all these other types of dance styles, like contemporary dance, the very abstract forms, and also what you would see on, like, So You Think You Can Dance, like Mm -hmm. commercial jazz, commercial contemporary. Uh, And then 
college came around, I had a pretty big injury my senior year of high school, and it made me question my my path. And I decided to go into contemporary dance, which is a little more freeing, or at least in at the time that's what it was to me, meaning a lot of people have the stigma about ballet, like it has to be a certain structure and form and you have to have a certain body type. And I don't actually think that that's how it is, but when I was 17, that's how it felt. So I went to Indiana University and I got my degree in contemporary dance and I still studied ballet and modern. And when I was in college, somebody dragged me to a ballroom dance party and I was like, what is this? Because you'd think that when you dance, you do everything. But really, if you're trying to hone in like your style. It's you, like specializing. Right. Like, like niche. Right. Like, kinda. I don't know if mm-hmm. like football players go to like basketball games, but it was me being like, what's happening here? And I fell in love with it. So I joined the ballroom dance club and team when I was in college doing my dance degree. So all my classes were for dance and rehearsal. And then my off time was ballroom dancing. And I just, I decided that I love everything that I've done in the past and I can't leave it behind. So I am now like this multi-genre dancer and teacher and choreographer and all the styles I've done help influence what I'm doing today. So that's really interesting. And I wanted to like go back to the point that you mentioned um, that like you knew what you wanted to do in third grade um, because I, I, I'm feeling a very strong form of envy about that <laughs> because I have had so many different things of like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. And there's a lot of things that I'm interested in. So like, and, I, and I've, I've heard a couple of people before. They're just like, I just knew what I wanted to do. And I'm like, what a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I would have believed myself at that time because mm-hmm. like, I think any profession is challenging as an artist and a moving artist. People are like, you know, the arts are hard and the arts are I'm, I'm doing quotes hard because maybe there's not as much funding, but through the right channels there is. But I think that I I am very surprised that I stuck with it and I had a great support. My family is very yeah. supportive. And also I'm doing things with my dance career now that I never would have thought I would have done. So even though I am dancing, I cannot believe that I'm my main thing, my main source of income, my main like choreography thing is ballroom dancing when I spent 20 years of my life doing ballet and thinking I was going to join like a professional ballet company so I think people should be able to change their minds at any time and Mm -hmm. like we're always changing our minds oh my gosh we're always changing I changed it I just changed my mind just now yeah (laughs) there you go so like I don't know um and also when you're young you don't have to think about okay what am I going to do when my body doesn't allow me to do all the things it's it's doing now. Mm -hmm. So now I'm in a phase where I I open my own business of teaching dance, dance instruction, dance choreography, and it's allowing me to start projecting for the future of, you know, I I always want to be dancing, but teaching and choreographing is a way when maybe I need to sit down a little bit more. I can still keep passing on that Mm -hmm. knowledge. So, yeah, and that's really interesting, too, because I think a lot of people come into, like, certain careers. Like, we were talking earlier about um, about just kind of, like, what do you do when you can't do it anymore? Yeah. Um, and I think that's, like, a really, really good way to think is, like, like okay, I understand that this is not forever. Like, you know, what am I going to do afterwards? Um, and that's really cool. And that's I'm glad you brought that up, too, because that's something that I think a lot of people that would, like, potentially go into any type of dance or, like, uh, other careers that would involve like maybe like a certain physicality, mm-hmm. like sports or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, well, what do I do when it's over? You know? Yeah. Um, and that's a really cool concept. Like that, that you've thought of that. I think, uh, I, I think a lot of us, and I could probably talk to athletes and even musicians. I, I would consider have like a physical job, you know, like mm-hmm. if a violinist has like, anyway, not that I play an instrument on my bucket list one day. Um, but that I always knew a lot of us, if all we're doing is dancing and taking dance classes and learning from others, you probably can assume you're going to teach because if you're dancing and trying to make money, have someone pay you to dance, it's not always a guarantee. So you teach. But when I started teaching out of college, I was like, whoa, I really like this. I love this. So it became something more than a job for me. So if people it really is a passion. I'm like so honored that people are going to trust me with their time and their energy and their money to listen to my expertise. So when people question like, what am I going to do 
when I'm done, you know, hopefully no injuries are part of that. Mm -hmm. Hopefully if they decide to move on and share their experience, it's more than a job for them. Cause I feel so lucky that for me, teaching isn't something I have to do because I, I, I could do other things, but I choose to stay in the realm of dance and, and teach all sorts of people and ages because like it's, it really, I'm like, wow, this is great. I like yeah. connecting with people. One of the reasons I was so excited to do this mm -hmm. podcast is just that word connection that gets thrown around a lot for whatever reason, for better, for worse. I like it. Like, yeah. Just, well, and yeah. especially nowadays when like so many people disagree with so, on so many things, you know, I feel like we just have this like picture of like society of like one group and then another group. And then there just seems to be a lot of things thrown around. So I think, yeah, dancing is a way, well, I'm not the expert, but I feel like you know, the way you talk about it and how you're passionate about it, it's like dancing is a way to really connect with somebody. Yes. Um, and also because it's like nonverbal yeah. as well. So like, I mean, obviously you talk, but you know, dancing is something that you, like you feel it, you oh know, it's, gosh. it's not about, you're becoming my favorite person. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Watching you talk about dance in the way that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, especially when I got into partnership dancing, which is a big umbrella word for anytime you're doing a dance and involves another person, and then there's the avenue of social dancing, which I am, am big into. I've been teaching and dancing it like salsa dancing or swing dancing, um, things that people have probably been exposed to in like movies and stuff. And it is, like you said, the goal is to dance with even a complete stranger without exchanging any words. Because you've learned what you need to learn, you can just have a dance of like two minutes of a great song with somebody and that's it. But there's something really amazing about that um so i'm i'm very honored i'm like whoa yeah it's you know it's cool too and now that i'm thinking about it it's like you could have somebody that you're dancing with if you both like are familiar with that and can do that dance like that could literally be from a completely different cultural like economical yeah any other whatever thing that like modern day like we separate ourselves with different background from you you could not even speak the same language. And then you come together and you do that and you understand each other. And it's, you know, it's communication. Yeah. I don't think when people, when we're learning to dance, I don't know what it is about it. I do. And this is what I love about teaching. I get to understand who I'm working with and why dance among many things in the world is a big fear for people. There's a big sense of vulnerability, oh, yeah. right? Being judged. It's our bodies. Like, what do we do with our bodies if we're not comfortable or we just need someone to tell us what am I supposed to do musicality all that jazz pun intended but um <laughs> I had to but I think that when people get together and just dance you have to be a little ridiculous and you just realize you're just a human being who likes music and you just want to move and if you strip everything down that's pretty amazing uh, I've had the fortune to be introduced to people like you probably from all walks of life and ages and experiences and every literal body is different. Everyone learns how to move differently. I even, I do a lot of wedding dances, which is really fun part of my business. And I've been able to do like a Bollywood dance and get exposed to that culture. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. And a Greek dance. And just so anyway, I'm getting carried away, but dance exposed culture, not knowing things. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. And so I want to backtrack again. So when you were in school, you went to, what college did you go to, you said again? Indiana University in Bloomington. Um, so when you're there, what is it, what does like getting a degree in contemporary dance, like what does that look like? Like what does your first year look like? What does your second year look yeah. like? Um, and yeah. I know you did some studying abroad, but like, wh like what is it, what is it like beginning that? How, I mean. And I, I wish I, from what I've learned and heard dance programs in college have become this very doable thing it used to be for example in my experience trying to be in a ballet company straight out of high school a lot of dancers have to make this decision do I try to dance professionally now or do I go to college to get that college experience if they want it or what have you and there's lots of different programs out there the one that I went to for Indian University is part of you know just a big a big uh, college campus I wanted that experience um I could have gone to like a conservatory where it was it's very much maybe the continuation of um just you're only surrounded by your dance classes and I wanted exposure to other things um but what happens uh at least in the program that I went to is a curriculum consists of dance classes attending a number of dance classes a day and then of course throughout the week like uh, ballet um, modern 
dance forms, um, contemporary. There's also choreography classes. There's also something called like contact improvisation, you know, working with other people. Um, improv is a big thing. And then my degree was a Bachelor of Science, which um, at the time I thought maybe eventually when I was trying to think about what I wanted to do when, like we just talked about in the future, maybe I wanted to be like a physical therapist for dancers because Lord knows we need them. But um, so I took a lot of classes about the body to understand the body. I had to take biomechanics and um, physiology, exercise physiology. It was, it turned out not to be for me, but those were also the classes uh, that I took. Um, and you, as you get into your junior and senior year, a lot of programs that have you do choreography. So you cast basically the rest of your dance program you create works, you get cast in faculty productions. Um, so yeah, I would say 80% of my college time was in rehearsal or in physical dance class, and then 20% was in a written class. And I also got a minor in um, Hebrew, super random, and I also got a minor in um, nonprofit management and a certificate in arts administration. So that's so you really took advantage of that college experience. Yeah, I was like, bring it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly I think kind of the thing that I'm looking to do, like for college. It's like, what what can I get out of? And I yeah. and I encourage, I encourage people too. You know, like when you go to school, like see about like what certificates can you get, what programs can you do. You know, like yeah. not just your major, and then you know maybe a minor or whatever. But like, there's really there's a lot of resources that colleges actually have that yeah. you're not going to be able to utilize after you graduate. Right. Um. Other than being an alumni. Right. Um. But yeah, so it, let's talk about like Hebrew and studying abroad. So did you take Hebrew before you studied abroad or did you, or was it during that whole? Well, growing up, so I am Jewish, growing up, and I went to Jewish private school for like two glorious years, but mostly I was the fabulous public school kid. You know biblical Hebrew from like prayer and stuff like that, but modern Hebrew, conversational Hebrew um something I just always loved and I learned about it a little bit when I went to um, private school and elementary school but um what had happened there's a program called birthright I don't know if you've heard of it it's like if you're Jewish and you're between the ages of I think it's like 18 and 26 uh you like apply you get approved you get to go to Israel on a, basically a free trip they want to expose you to your roots uh, and I have mixed feelings about it anyway because in a way I wish everyone could do that trip not just Jewish people but yeah. anywho so I went on that trip and fell in love with it. And what happened, that was uh, my sophomore year. And my junior year, an opportunity came up to study abroad for dance in Israel. So I was like, well, this is a match made in heaven. And uh, it was then that I was like, I really do want to dive back in and, and get the Hebrew that I always wanted to learn of love languages. I, I used to study Spanish for seven years. I thought I was going to be a minor in Spanish. But then I realized I think I'm pretty good at it, but I don't love it. And so when I started re-studying Hebrew seriously, um, I was like, wow, this is really interesting. It's such a different language. It's totally comes from a different system. Um, so that's when I started studying the minor. And then when I lived in Israel for a year, I studied dance there in Jerusalem, my junior year of college. Uh, I took courses there. And then, of course, when you're in that environment, I don't know if you've studied abroad or lived abroad but not yet but i i have every will. intention on it you yeah. will your it language will it just mm -hmm. it just you probably heard that when you're in that place it just goes and um you hear it all the time you read it all the time uh, and i find it so fascinating and when i finished my degree uh i'm and so i was back in the states i wanted to they have a israel has an amazing contemporary dance scene and at the time i was very wrapped up in contemporary dance i had just been introduced to ballroom so i was like i'm gonna move there and I want to see if that's the place I should be because I'd kind of fallen in love with it. And uh, so I ended up moving there. I just took two suitcases to Tel Aviv. And, and I started taking uh, all these job opportunities, teaching. And so I was teaching in Hebrew. So when you're forced to work in a place where everyone's speaking Hebrew or I'm, you know, it just happened. So um, that was where my minor in Hebrew started. And, uh, and then I just, because I lived there for just about three years, it just, yeah. 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 You're fully immersed in it and you know, and I think that's really cool. There's, I think that, um, study abroad is like really big in, in college, but I think it, there, there should be like more emphasis on it as well. Like, yeah. you know, I think it's such an interesting thing, especially like when you think about people from, that are from the United States where we basically like focus around like one language 
you know, our news is a lot of like what's happening here and right. you know, a lot, a lot of stuff is not as world based as like when you're in other countries. Right. Um, so I think that that's such a good cultural experience to do something like that. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was terrible. It was amazing. Living in another country when you're not in a school program is totally different than when you have like as an adult, like, like you're like you're here taxes. on your own independent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Opening a bank account, paying taxes, working, mm-hmm. finding a place to live. Uh, it turned out not to be for me in the long run, but some of the best experiences of my life came from there. And yeah, it's kind of like what you were saying when you said take advantage of college experience. I think that most colleges, I haven't been to all of them. I've only been to one, have the same tools for you. So it really is like what you want to do. So I feel like I just used college how I wanted to. And because of that, I'm now ballroom dancing. I cannot believe that that's happening uh, it's huge. I compete in it because of college. You know, if I had it, if I had just stayed in my major, I never would have done that. And I wouldn't have the career that I currently have, or I wouldn't have gone to Israel because of the study abroad opportunity. So uh, it's good. I am so it's a huge part of like your personal journey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, especially with dance, how and um, it's, you know, not even just dance, but like dance and like acting and like music. Yeah. It's interesting how. Um, there's like a divide or not a divide, but like there's like some people that did go go to college, do the college route and then some people that didn't. Sure. And then how that affects like their journey, you know, and it's like it's so it's so interesting um, just to see that. Like I have some friends that are actors that some of them went to college and some of them didn't and they have different kind of perspectives and like experiences on it uh, and both of them mutually you know, I don't think it's a thing of like, oh, you should have done this or yeah, you should have done that. Not. No, yeah, I don't think it's that at all. I think it's definitely like we had two different types of experiences, yeah. you know, for the same pathway, yeah. especially in the arts. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know if I needed my degree to do a lot of the things I'm doing. I'm saying that and it's on the record. I'm very grateful for what I learned. But I think it's all the other things I did outside of the classes. Definitely it's the people you meet and what you're exposed to and um, all, like you said, all the opportunities that are just there because school provides that, but, um, but everyone's journey is different and I've huge respect and love for whether you went to school or not. Um, especially if we just share that, like, wow, dance is great. Yeah. I didn't yeah. I mean, that. at the end of the day, that's exactly what it's about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just the, the resources that like colleges provide are like, I wasn't okay. So this is, I'm going back on something and like an earlier episode I mentioned that like um like not like the college thing I'm not going to do it I'm trying it um and I realized you know through a couple friends of mine like the resources that college and universities have um and so I went back um T yeah no um but no so when you go to Israel what like did you find any like cultural differences like in dance or did you find that it was all like you know, when you're there and you're, okay, this is what I'm thinking of. Let me try to put this in a better, in a better phrase. So when you go, you obviously have like America, like the United States and Israel are going to be two different cultures. Um, and you have dance in both places. Did you find that because dance is like a physical thing, did you find, what was your experience with like, with like how like an, an American would dance or like how someone from Israel would dance? Would you find that there was like not a difference and it was like it's connected or would you find that there would be like a slight like what was your experience with that that's a beautiful question um I think what's really amazing is dance in whatever form I was mostly there I was at the Jerusalem Academy of Music and Dance and so that would be for example like a conservatory based school in Israel for people who are studying music or dance Um, or even like opera or something like that. Um, The dance is basically the same. The structure is the same. You know, you know, you have a dance class, you know, you have a teacher, you know, you need to go and memorize movements and experience what that person has to give. But what made it different is definitely the people taking the classes. So definitely a cultural influence. Um, Yeah, there is something to be said about the contemporary style of dance in Israel. Um, I think it's a, a lot, uh, and there's places here, of course, uh, even in Georgia, there's a company called Glow ATL. I used to be their company manager and danced with them for a while. Um, very much about the feeling and less about how things look. 
which is our biggest enemy sometimes is, is this look good? How's it supposed to look more about how does your body feel and what movement does is happening because of how you're feeling, whether that's an emotion or physically, how's your body feeling? So that was a lot of what I experienced in the contemporary movement in Israel, um, is about physical physicality, physical feeling, and less about what things need to look like. Um, but taking classes with uh, Israelis, and some of my best friends are Israelis, but taking class with them, hearing how they feel about their courses or what they want to do with their career, it's definitely different because it's just a different structure um, of opportunity over there, uh, different companies. So yeah, the dance is the same, which is beautiful. Yeah, the, so I think yeah. maybe... Oh, so I should have phrased this question. Oh no, did I answer it wrong? No, 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 no. You answered <laughs> it perfectly. No, no. Because I'm thinking what I think. What I think I was like wondering is like, does that actual dance, everything else, like, does that cross the cultural bound boundary? Mm. Like, oh, I would say then, it's it's unified. I think it's really, and there's so many different types of dance too. Mm -hmm. So, but I think that different cultures, it, you feel like you can still relate because you just dance or you just like yeah so yes and then you start talking to people and when the conversations happen you're like wow that's so interesting or that's so different from what I've been exposed to but I've always loved that and love culture and hearing how if I would have grown up in a different country and still chosen to do dance mm -hmm. it probably would be very different for me yeah not for worse or anything just different and that's pretty amazing yeah. So when you, okay, when you are into like ballroom dancing and mm -hmm. stuff like that, I can't like, okay, so I'm doing this thing that you mentioned earlier. Like I'll do this thing where I'm like, you can't see it because this is obviously recording. But um, I just like, every time I say the word ballroom, it's like this like I movement. See your yeah. Body so moving. like when you talk about like ballroom dance and things like that, like what type of, are there like events here like that you get to go to other than like competitions that like mm -hmm. you get to go to and like, what was that scene? Oh my gosh, there's some I'm never going to guess I'm it. I'm ready. But there's what some movie? movie that it's like they have this like amazing ballroom dancing scene. I can't. There's, there's no way. So I can't many. think of it. I'll you know what's weird? This is weird. I keep thinking of the movie Anastasia. I love Anastasia I because of the because they waltz around. Yeah, the like it's the ballroom. I, yeah. I keep thinking of that. And I haven't seen that movie in like over you 10 should years. You see the Broadway show. It's great. Um uh ballroom it is a really interesting world. Um, I got more comfortable with being expressive uh, in a, for me personally, a womanly way, a, a, a sexy feeling from ballroom and Latin dancing because of the culture and the roots of that. Um, my order of being exposed to it was ballroom first and then I followed a friend to a salsa social, which is different from ballroom and latin dancing it's a more of a salsa dancing not dipping salsa salsa dancing but i do love salsa and chips um uh and it's really it's flirty it's colorful yeah. it, it's not uh, there's not as many rules in fact it's very fluid so um i think you said in the beginning of this you're like you have a lot of latin influence so i prior to college leah had zero percent latin influence maybe I copied a movement. I was like, oh yeah, I can shimmy or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then I started hanging around the salsa uh, social crowd and it influenced my ballroom dancing. So I'm like, I felt like I could um, figure out how to move my hips and not do it because I'm supposed to, but do it because I want to and because it makes me feel sexy or powerful or whatever the case. So uh, being in the salsa scene that was in Atlanta, at least uh, since 2015 is when I really started embedding myself into that scene in Atlanta, which is totally different from the ballroom scene, which is, again, it's just you just don't know that all of these genres have their own avenues in one city, but they totally do for some reason. Um, there are a lot of events, uh, weekly and monthly, different schools for just Latin dance, for example, host uh, socials, what they call them socials or parties. Um, I also host monthly socials, um, where I play all types of music. If you want to do a waltz or a cha-cha or a foxtrot or swing. So my social encompasses all partnership dances, or if you just don't know the dance and you hear a great song, you just want to get up in the corner and dance on your own. 
I encourage that. But there are a lot of events pretty much four to five times a week at different places in the city and probably every city where you can dance. They play Latin music, salsa, bachata, cha-cha-cha, or like mm. merengue. Um, and you just dance around. And then there are often performances at these socials, so it kind of becomes a big event. But yeah, there are definitely... And there's festivals. My goodness. I learned that there are festivals for every type of dance, like the, probably anything. I don't know. Maybe there's like a podcast festival out there. There are. I'm, yeah, so there's... Yeah, there are. There's salsa festivals that last... I haven't been to any of them, but that's okay. they're there. They're there. <laughs> there's like salsa festivals. Uh, I'm performing at one, for example, at the end of this month. Uh, there's... there's What's the date for that and where is it? That is um, September 26th through the 29th. It's the last weekend in September. It's called Baila Cura and it's um, a fundraising Latin dance festival for children's cancer research. So for me, I was really attracted to that festival um, that sends pretty much all the money that they get for people to perform and passes to something bigger. Um, So I'll be performing at that. Um, But there's all sorts of festivals. Uh, I'm also performing... Uh, this I'm performing tomorrow night at somebody's social. I'm performing in two weeks, so it's just um, a good time. It's definitely yeah. a celebratory culture. Yeah, and I think it's like when we're talking about Latin too. I think it like that crosses that, uh, like the very flirty and like the very like um, sensual, like the sensuality, um, like definitely translates in like the in the dance. Yeah. Um, just from like me thinking about it now, even in like current day and speaking of current day. So I wanted to ask you this too. Are there any, who are your favorite dancers? And so I want to ask like this question in two different ways. So like, I want to ask like, who are your favorite dancers as like, as far as like, um, popular musicians and performers today, Mm. um, and kind of like how they move and what they do. And then kind of maybe uh, like the second part, maybe be like some people that maybe like only, like people specifically in the dance community would know or who, whoever mm-hmm, would mm-hmm. know it or anyone. But I'm just kind of wondering because, you know, the first thing that comes to my head, who Beyonce. What? Well, I love Beyonce. Uh huh. Um, and did you watch the homecoming Coachella or yes, not the, I did. on Netflix? I did. It yeah. was delicious. Yeah. So when you, as, as someone with like a dancing background and an experience in dance, when you see like a documentary like that, where, I mean, if you haven't seen it, it shows like kind of a lot of the rehearsal and the actual performance, obviously. But like when you see things like that and that work, like what is that, what is that? It, it, I feel like it affects and touches you differently than mm. it affects me because I'm not a dancer. Sure. Well, I think um, it's, a, it's about who we've been exposed to for sure. And then like, like you said, if, if you're in a scene, you know more specific people that may not be exposed to the masses, but people that a lot of folks who might be listening to this would know that I identify with and love and it's cliche. I'm, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. I've always been a Michael Jackson fan. Uh, I don't know. I think even though, um, I am also big into like the history and foundations of different dance styles. I mean, people, uh, dances have existed for a long, long time. Certain people do something different with it that brings their name to the forefront. Uh, I think Michael Jackson did that. Um, and, I could just watch him videos and his dancers dance forever. Um, I also, because I grew up in classical ballet, have a deep appreciation for that style of dance and and the history behind it. And there's really famous ballet dancers. Um, Barishnikov, if you've heard the last name. I've heard of that. Mikhail Mm -hmm. Barishnikov. He was on Sex and the City, if you've watched Sex and the City. Um, Male dancers who've done ballet that have paved the way strongly for so many um i could watch i could go on youtube and watch these wonderful ballet dancers for hours i mean the things that people do with their bodies which just shows the beauty and the power of the body yeah what we are capable of doing is pretty amazing so those would be some big names um i do love beyonce i watch her dance and her dancers as well and then all the choreographers and then you have to think it's the dancers but it's the choreographers that gave them that movement so then you start thinking about the choreographers there's people in the i think about that a lot too is like how did like when you watch a performance or like whether it's like you know whoever not you know just any performer i think about like somebody must have like done that movement and said hey let's do it like this right you know and that's really that's really cool and, and interesting how they how people do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I choreograph a lot. I've always loved to choreograph. It's one of my passions amongst many things. I even um, choreograph musicals. Now I'm in the musical theater world, which I've always wanted to be in. It's just finding the time to it. 
I'm choreographing um, the musical Matilda, which actually opens tomorrow. But anyway, um, it's it's pretty amazing. You just hear a song, and then if you see a, what it should look like in your head, and you just kind of make a movement. I always think about that for like music composers or songwriters. It's like, how do you pick that note over the millions of options you have? It's just something about that person's intuition, whether someone else likes it or not, that says, yep, it needs to be that note, or for me, it needs to be that movement. So I do th- watch things like Coachella and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. I really give kudos to the choreographer um, who is like, you know, hey, do all these dance moves. Even though people like Beyonce um, are in the forefront showing that, it's like the choreographers behind it. There's dancers. Um, Derek Huff. Have you heard of Derek Huff? Is that um, uh, related to... Um, yes. Julianne Huff. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, Julianne yeah. Huff. Um, and Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with yeah, the yeah, Stars, yeah. which okay. is a great TV show. I think they're like 20 years old now, which oh my is gosh, insane. Yeah. I feel like I don't remember a world without Dancing with I the know. Stars. But I also, I don't really watch it that much. I'm sorry. I don't watch it. I, don't, I watch it when it first came out. Um, I think it's beautiful for people like me who teach ballroom dance for a living uh, because it, it exposed people to ballroom dance. I mean, the more exposure, the better. At the same time, there's um, it's entertainment. So you always know when something's on TV, there might be like um, something unrealistic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of hours that those people have time to practice. Unfortunately, a lot of us don't have in real yeah. life. You know, people like I've had students come in and they're like, oh, I would love to do what I saw in Dancing with the Stars. I'm like, great. We're going to need more time. It takes a very long time. It does. Um, but Derek Huff is a choreographer and dancer. Um, and he's just one of many. And again, he has a platform because TV and his success brought him there. But he's what I love about humans that dance who are amazing and others is that they're humble and they know that there's a lot of work that goes into it. So anytime I sense an ego, I like run away. So yeah. people like... Derek Huff, um, who I've seen in interviews, and I, I'm just like, yeah, I respect your craft, and you're humble about it. You're in it probably for similar reasons that I am, because it gives you joy, and you can share that joy with others, versus it making you famous. Yeah, and famous and wealthy and award, yeah, and right. accolades and all this stuff. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so is there anything that like, just on on the whole, that you want to mention? like about like your dancing or like what you're doing or like um let me see how many times i can say the word like in a sentence um just anything that's going on like with you currently in your dance like what 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 are you up to what am i up to i what's leah doing i am up to so many things and uh somehow or another i am a juggler of many things uh i always say i feel really fulfilled i just need more hours in a day um, I agree. Oh I my need. God. I so agree. Right? So I'm, I'm a not full-time. unhappy. I yeah. just need more hours. I need time. Yeah. I have, I'm a full-time, uh, yeah, here, excuse me. Good job. Do Dustin. it, do it, do um, it. I'm a full-time student and I work full-time yes, too. That's crazy. So I'm like, and there's literally times when I like get off of work and I'm like, I need like three hours. Right. But I also need to sleep tonight. Yeah. You know, so sleeping. it's like, it's so, you know, that old thing. Yeah. Um, sometimes I wish I could just like sleep for like, 14 hours straight yeah. catch yourself like, up and then go and extra. then like go for two days yeah, yeah. Um, i wish the body worked that way um so because i have so many passions and, and i can't leave any of them behind a lot of people ask me like what's your favorite dancers of and i just like they all are beautiful everything that i've come across and i'm doing now i just i can't pick a favorite so because i can't pick a favorite i'm doing many things and also now's the time in my life where i'm like i'm gonna go for it because who knows what's gonna happen in the future no day but today so um i am i just finished performing in a musical um that closed last week it's it was called disenchanted from marietta theater company and it was about disney princesses who reclaim their independence from the movies good which was great i played and the men and the well um there were no men in there unfortunately no Um, good that's what i mean oh yeah yeah yeah. we we had a whole song um that kind of talked about men um not basically women not needing prince charmings to come and save them um, and maybe there are a lot of women. What's that, that like, share line? That's like, she's like, uh, she's like, my mom told me that I need to find a rich man. And I said, mom, I am a rich man. Oh, I don't know that line, but I love that that's line. Great. It's in an interview. Yeah. The interviewer, um, oh, I like was it. like, they were talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like that. I have to remember that. Um, so I just finished a musical, a musical I'm choreographing opens tomorrow, Matilda with on stage Atlanta. They have 15 shows. They go all the way through the end of September. Um, I love choreographing. It's like painting a canvas. It's being able to tell a story. Uh, I'm performing at a lot of um, 
events coming up. I'm performing um, tomorrow evening uh, at a social at Atma Dance Studio, which is in Chambly. On September 20th, I'm performing um, at a social called Dancer's Paradise in uh, Dunwoody. And at the end of September, specifically, I'm performing um, at this Baila Cura Festival. Uh, in October, <clears throat> I'm competing. Um, I have a professional rhythm partner, which is a style of Latin dance, and we compete in that. Um, this was my year to really go for that. It's, it's really taking your dancing to the next level. So I'm competing in October, which is a big deal. It's like what you see on Dancing with the Stars or maybe the movie you're thinking of that we can't remember, but lots of rhinestones, fake tanning, sparkles. It's, it's a world. What, one quick question. I just thought of this. Hit me. So whenever you um, go, whenever you're about to go on, is it like nervous or is it excitement? Which one? Ugh, whoa, I said those words like I've never said them before. <laughs> is it nerves or is it excitement? Like which which feeling do you feel stronger? Uh, is, it, is it dumb to say both? Maybe both. Because no, it's, it's not dumb. I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like the waiting which comes before performing. So whatever time comes before performing you, you have to be going over your routine in your head make sure you don't forget it and, and so that part I don't love but it, it, it's inevitable so um, I'm really confident in my in myself and what I have to give so that helps my nerves so I think it's more excitement but the nerves have to be there you know to give you a push yeah and um, it's also yeah. that like adrenaline of like let's do it yes yeah I like um, again connecting with people so knowing that what whoever I don't even know the people that are going to be watching at any given point in time but I uh, performing is comfortable for me. It's an opportunity. So every time I get to perform, it's an opportunity to, I don't know, show my stuff, connect, have fun. Um, even though it's a lot of work and, yeah. but yeah, um, in November, uh, one of my biggest things, it's a first for my business is I'm curating and putting on a show, um, November 2nd at the windmill art center. It's called get up and dance showcase. So I have many students that I'm choreographing routines for and dancing with them. And I'm also opening up the opportunity to the Atlanta dance community. And it's a multi-genre dance performance. So it's going to be like two hours of just different dance pieces from jazz to contemporary to salsa to foxtrot, um, maybe some hip hop, some ethnic dancing. So that's, um, that's going to be big for me. So I'm myself in performing. I'm choreographing shows and I'm putting on a show. Those are probably the biggest things coming up for me. So it's a lot. That's a lot. I yeah. Know. And I'm teaching fun. all the time. So again, I just need a few more hours in the day. I, I have, agree. Yeah. I mean, maybe like, like at least three. Yeah. I think three is good. Least. <laughs> um, Cause I mean, I'm, there's things that I'm like, I have to, I have to do this. I have to do that. But that's how my brain works. I don't know if your brain does that, but my brain is like, I have to do this. I have to do that. No, to totally. Do that. Constantly plan. Mm -hmm. I'm a planner. Totally. Uh, I wake up in the morning. As soon as my eyes open, I am thinking about what I'm doing that day. And it's never a burden. It's just a mentality of what am I going to do? Yeah. And maybe that is what helps. I, uh, if you, uh, you should feel successful. I, I barely know you, but we've talked a little bit and I, I think you should feel like you've reached some good success. Um, and it should never stop because we are wanting to do more because mm -hmm. you're curious because we we're not done. We're not totally content. And yeah. then, of course, we have to find a little bit of a balance of, I'll just be okay with what I have right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like that go-getter mentality of like, oh, my God, I want this, I want that. And then at the same time, it's like, I want to do this, I want to do this. It's just experience. It's like all these things. Anyway, what's your what's your social media? Let's throw that out there. Um, my Instagram um, is at... Leah Borso Dance. Um, so L-E-A-H is my first name. B-O-R-E-S-O-W is my last name. And then the word dance. So cliche. Uh, and my professional Facebook page is um, Leah Borso Dance as well. All one word. Um, I also have a website, which is leahborso.com. And all the other things. YouTube, if you want to check out some dance If you want to see it. If you want to see it. And yeah, a lot of that's posted on Instagram too. Um but yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy we connected. Yeah, like, for sure. The world is small and wonderful. and Maybe I'll come and like dance one day. I, you should. Oh my God, it's bad. Wait, oh my God. That's so what everyone says until you know what to do. And then I come up there and I like And then you it. slay. No, I'm just kidding. And then you slay. And then you um, does your boyfriend dance? He does. He does dance. Um, I don't know if he danced much before we met, but um, 
He does now. He does now. He's, <laughs> he's, we've been um, together for almost three years, and um, he is a wonderful, wonderful boyfriend, supports me. Part of my um, business is just dancing with a lot of other people, and, and having someone just understand and be okay with that is great. And yeah. he and I have worked on our dancing as well, and he enjoys it. And I don't think he is pretending to enjoy it. I really think that he likes it because you have to just find what it means to you. A lot of people dance because they're like, I'm going to a wedding and I know I got to get up. Yeah. And, and I have to, you know, right. But like it is just moving. There is no wrong way to do it as long as you're comfortable and confident. If you're, if you're comfortable in your own skin and moving your body, nobody else can be like, you look stupid because if, if you're happy with it, then actually they look stupid. For and I think people can tell when someone looks like they're having fun. Yeah. Some of and the a most, lot of times, yeah. Yeah, like I've been at, you know, events and someone's like, and it's like, oh my God, they look ridiculous, but they look like they're having right. so much and fun. Right, and that's where the yeah. envy comes in. Is yeah. All you need is a little courage to say, I'm just going to go out there. I may not know what I'm doing. And that's where lessons come in. What's the country song? I hope you dance. dance. <laughs> I think it's Leanne Rhymes. Is it? It's been out for a, from a like long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. But yeah, sincerely, I mean, life is short. Uh, dancing is fun. It does bring joy. You don't have to do it all the time, but but definitely I would encourage people to just do And it. first off, it's not going to kill you to dance that one t- it's you know, if you're the one it's that like minutes. danced at that party that one time and it's no one's going to be it's not going to ruin your life No. and no one's going to be like they're the one that danced really bad that one time or they're the one that did this right. th- No, you had fun. It you doesn't matter. Fun. It doesn't it's all matter. that matters. I love it. Just Anyway. Enjoy. Thank you, Leah, Thank so you. much. And by the way, I like was telling you earlier that we're in um, your condo. I was yes. telling you earlier that I was looking for condos, and this is beautiful. <laughs> I'll keep um, you posted. Keep me posted. I might come out and, and buy it from you and thank you because i i am believing in what your podcast does i i appreciate it and you're a wonderful individual Aww. and i am thanks for the opportunity oh thank you for coming on leah you're an icon of your generation <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll talk to you later <laughs> Bye. Bye.